filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while since the filibuster freestyle has graced you with a guest. Um, but the last time we did grace you with a guest, it might have actually been the same guest. Andrew Patterson's back to talk about Westworld season two, episodes one through three. We're gonna break this thing down. Andrew, how's it going tonight, man? It's going good. It's a Thursday night. The weather is nice, um, and I'm here to talk Westworld on the filibuster freestyle. I'm excited to be back. I'm always excited to be on the freestyle. Love the freestyle, and the freestyle loves you, and that's what we call a symbiotic relationship. Now, what's great about what we just said is a segue to Westworld season one end was the end of the symbiotic relationship between Anthony Hopkins' character, Dr. Ford, and the robots, Dolores and all of her pals. And since, yes. then, and since then, these first three episodes, do you think, before we get into the who won, who lost type stuff, is it fair to say that in terms of the word lost, aren't we all a little bit lost when it comes to like what the hell's going on right now? Uh, yeah, I believe um, you texted me yesterday to see if I was caught up on Westworld. Yep. And my basic response is yes, and I'm confused as hell. <laughs> uh, there is there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of different timelines. I mean, even over these three episodes, you they have so much going on. You have major arcs that aren't appearing in an entire episode. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for instance, I don't think the question is like what's going on. I think the question to, to always keep in mind if we're trying to give each other and all the listeners something to, to think about is when is it going on? Because we're dealing with at least, I think, three different space and time continuum type periods during season two here. Would you agree with me being right on at least probably three of them? Definitely three. Oh, can you? I can still hear you. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I know it's a bad connection, but the, the audio is still working. Um, there's at least three that are going on, and possibly four, maybe, but I, I'm still not even sure how close together a couple of them are. I, I know one, we're going back a ways, obviously, to when um, they first got invested, but the other two timelines that I feel are distinct timelines feel very close to each other. In time. Right. Let me ask you this. And I, again, it, it could, I could be right. I could be 100% wrong. And I don't, didn't think I had any outlandish theories. But based off what you just said, which is you can't really tell, besides the, besides the arc that has a young William, the man in black, and his bro- brother-in-law Logan initially investing in the company that became Westworld. Aside from that, there seem to be two arcs, like you said, that are close. Could that be divergent paths based on an adventure? Not, you know, not an adventure, but... Uh, like a Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors? Correct. Type, type Correct. Great, great reference. Um, no, I don't, I don't think there's a sliding doors thing going on. I think we're in the same, the, the same time continuum, just different points in the timeline. Oh, I see. So maybe they're telling the story from different, different ends of the continuum. Okay. I mean, it just feels almost a little bit unnecessary, the second one. Correct. I think... You know, I, I get the going back to the original investment, but unless the second or third, like, you know, these other two have 
like a blow you away type moment. Right. It just kind of feels like unnecessarily mixed there. Too but we should probably be banking on that fact, right? Because they, they wouldn't throw the third or what. I mean, it could even be a fourth arc. I don't know. But they wouldn't throw that in there unless they had a plan to, like, blow our minds, right? We hope? Yeah, I mean, I hope not. I mean, they took a year and a half off. Let's hope they got the storyboarding right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. I, I will say uh, the first episode... I was like, uh-oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be into season two of Westworld. Yeah. The second episode, I was like, still a little bit unsure. Also, also, not also, almost maybe going more towards like convincing myself I was not going to enjoy Westworld. Yeah. But season, but episode three got me right back in. No question. I, I, I bought back in, in big time after episode three. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And for, in fact, I will literally read all the notes that I took on episode one because I was so kind of confused and still like dipping my toe back into like all the characters. My only notes for the entire episode are forgot how long the intro song with the piano was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. it. But I did think right. I did think that, you know, in terms of who won the episode, I think anybody who was a human who was still alive and probably Dolores. The losers were definitely the humans. Yeah, anybody at that Delos dinner party. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the only, the, you know, the mind-blowing moment for me was when Bernard's little brain goo wore out. We saw what was inside their minds, okay? Yes. But anyway. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good who won, who lost there. I think I remember feeling like, after episode one, or maybe some point during episode one, Bernard yep. feels like he's... I don't remember him maybe being a loser in the episode, yep. other than just his general being a loser. Sure. Um, I kind of feel like he's in store to be a big loser for the season. He's certainly being set up that way through three episodes. Yeah, for sure. He's going to get exposed to either the humans as not being a human, or just run afoul of either Maeve and or Dolores, and he'll be in trouble. Um yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I think one of the things that is going to be really interesting in this whole thing, talking about who's who's winning, who's losing, is clearly Maeve and Dolores are on what are currently divergent paths. Um, but they they are either. I mean, they're the two strongest personalities in the show, who are both kind of calling their own shots right now. Okay. So, do you want my outlandish theory? Because you kind of just went right into Did it. Did I stumble into it? Let's go. Stumbled into it. It's and a filibuster freestyle exclusive. I preface this already. I've said I'm really confused. And this might be just really dumb. Because uh, I, I might just be really dumb. Maybe. I think Dolores is still under the control. I think she's playing out a story. I think she's playing out... Ooh. The Man in Black's final adventure. Remember how the Man in Black yep. is on this final thing that the yep. young version of What's-His-Face said, oh, I've got this story for you? Yep. I think that's Dolores. And I think Dolores is in to be the biggest loser of the season when she finds out she hasn't even been calling her own shots like she thought she was. That's why the reveries are in. So she can remember and be this legitimate foe to the man in black that he's always wanted. Okay, so you think that she has this all in her and all that's been, all that's happened is they've opened them all up. Yeah, I think Maeve really did go rogue. I think Maeve is in to be the biggest winner of the season, perhaps. Okay. Because she's doing what you would do. Like, hey, I have all these memories and I remember loving a daughter, someone who's here. I'm going to do whatever I can to save them and get out of this world. Yes. 
Dolores is staying in the park, convinced she has a way to take over the world, and she happens to be going to the same place that the man in black happens to be. They're both headed for the same place. Dolores watched Teddy let that guy, the, the confederado leader, if you will, go at the end of the last episode when she told him to put him down like a dog. Right. In all of the previews for next week. And that is a guy who has not been in the show. No, really. that guy hasn't and earned a lot of respect. He's all over the previews for next week, hanging with the man in black. But now he's the man in black's like guide, guide dog slash yeah. army. Yeah, for sure. I'm telling you, that that's the that's a storyline that he programmed into her. Mm, interesting. She's not free. This is my outlandish theory, and that she will realize this. She's the biggest loser of the season when she realizes she's on a uh, she's not she doesn't have free will. Well, that's just that's just a fantastic use of your imagination there. And, and to be honest, it makes sense because the point of the, the point of it is they both can't be the head badass of the of the droids. And one of the, you know, there's no point in them fighting each other if their real enemy is the humans, right? Right. Oh, right. But. If Maeve realizes that Dolores is playing some far-flung fantasy from the Man in Black, and Maeve's actually trying to like get out in the free world, you said it all. Great theory. Great theory. I like it a lot. I mean, because Maeve and Dolores met up, and Maeve was not at all interested in what Dolores is, is doing. No, and the best part was, actually, she used a little bit of a Jedi mind trick on her, too, because Dolores is talking about, we all got to be free. And Maeve's like, well, if that's the case, then I'm free to not follow you. Yeah. And Dolores is like, okay. Yeah, I mean, Dolores is... I. I at first, I thought, oh, she's going to be a great bad guy, a great badass. And I, I don't think she, I, I think she's the Man in Black's, like, final mission. Like, the gift to him from, uh, you know, what's his face? From uh, Mr. Ford. From Mr. Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford. Yeah. Well, all right, let me, let me ask you this, because now I got my questions going, which is clearly, especially, it's really timely, too, because in between... Well, the one thing you and I didn't bring up when we did our preview show a few weeks ago and talked about all the things in the real world that have happened since Westworld last aired was right. that Facebook basically sold all of our data. Yeah. And the, the very meta thing about this season seems to be shaping up in that Westworld is not for people to go do whatever they want. It's for the people who own Westworld to know what you do when you think no one's watching. It's data mining. It's data mining. But what is Delos doing with that data? That's like, that's what we're unsure of because we don't know what really, do we know what else Delos does as a company? No, we really don't. No. But in theory, I mean, we've, it, been, we've both forgotten it, but I don't think so. Right. Let's say they're like a conglomerate. They might, they, maybe they do they're everything. Probably some sort of like technology company that's maybe going into defense too. Right. That seems to be what it is. But uh, you know what a technology company I guess is going to do with that money but like if they, with that data but what a letdown that would be if they were like really Delos was that bad and they're just selling your, your data to advertisers right I think it is a, it's something far more sinister it's got to be but but it's, it's, it's along the same lines of you know again that's probably why Charlotte Hale the board member is always trying to sneak stuff out of the park because she's probably trying to maybe start a rival company or do whatever but she knows the value of the technology maybe in the real world just buy on people or whatever too so yeah i mean so that you you got on something that makes that that i'm still confused on okay this is delos's park right yeah in theory they invested in it or they own it or both or whatever so why do they need to sneak i think she's a rogue i think she's also a rogue character i think she's working for somebody else or and or herself 
Okay, she's got to be, right? Yeah, for sure. Because she ever said that Delos are the ones that wouldn't send unless they got the robot? Yeah, they got yeah she, she, I think she's an agent for and or just the agent of a, a, a rival. Some type of, she wants that information for her own purposes, period. She's not okay. trying to save it for Delos. Um, so let's talk about, all right, I mean, let me, can I give you, I think the Seven Nation Army on the sitar piece at the beginning of episode three was awesome. Yes, because because yeah, you know, Westworld has amazing music. Because this show is famous, you know, in, in in the year, you know, the season plus has been on for a lot of player piano covers of like contemporary rock and roll songs or whatever, if you will. Yeah, but they've had some really good ones this year. But the beginning of episode three, which by the way was was nuts, um, it was Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes on a sitar. And the part of the park they were in was a new part for us to see, which was kind of this like Indian safari deal. This colon, it's like a, obviously British colonized India. Correct. And what was incredibly interesting is that I thought that was maybe like a flashback to a young Dr. Ford, but it was not. It was in the same real time. And there was basically a long, there was a long way to go to basically have a tiger try to kill some lady. <laughs> right. Also brings up something that has super been frustrating to me thinking about this, right? Yep. Also, at the end of that episode, they stumble into the samurais that we saw from season one. Yes. So they have Westworld. There's clearly like some other worlds in there. They have British colonized India, India. world. Yeah. They have samurai world, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly, the robots in these other worlds are also going crazy. Yes, they've all been freed. Yeah. So, but when this was happening, season one, with the reveries... Where were those guys? Why wasn't anybody like, oh, have we tried calling the other parks to see if they're having this problem? Like, <laughs> like doesn't the guy who's the, the British guy, who's the writer, that's currently with me... Right. Wouldn't he have gone over like, and been like, you know what, I'm going to go check with the writers of British Colony World and see what's <laughs> going on there. And he seems surprised and scared to see the samurais. Yes, like he has no idea why they're there. Got to get out of here, right? So, like, how is there no communication between these worlds? Like, why wasn't British Colony India World shut down the second a fucking dinner party? (laughs) Pardon the French. You can edit that out. No, we're not going to edit it. That was great. (laughs) Dinner party of five hundred people was attacked and murdered by. The other part. Why are they still like? Yep, we're gonna still take new guests here. We're just gonna we're gonna hedge our bets that it's not gonna happen. Yeah, my my only thought process would be that they just didn't let us know in season one that they were all being run by the same control center, the same park, the same writers, same everything. Which is terrible. Correct. They, they either because everything is so in depth about Westworld. Right, and then you can't not tell us about. It. English colonized India world and samurai world, and then just have them show up and be, oh yeah, they're on the fritz too. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good gripe. That's a good gripe. That's that's my big gripe, and maybe there's going to be a way they're going to explain this away that I'll be like, all right, not a gripe anymore. But I don't know. There's something about that that's just frustrating. Sure, sure. What? So, what do you think about Dolores and her reencountering her father? Because her father is a very important being too, in that he has. All kinds of stolen data on his hard drive, if you will. Um, but she was trying to save her dad, who's not her dad anymore. And Bernard, I think Bernard knows something too. And I, this is me and you kind of walking around lost here, but yeah. aren't we all? 
But I don't even know what side Bernard's going to come out on. Like, is Bernard still playing anybody, or is he getting played? I think he's playing a little bit rope-a-dope more than maybe we th- we're being led to believe. What do you think about that? I could see, yeah. I mean, he just seems such a dope right now that... But he was he was he was doped along the entire first season too. Like that's true. I think that's his role. That's very I, true. He that's his role. That's what he's there for. So I don't think he's. I I don't I don't think he's playing rope dope. I think he's just gonna get like beat up between both sides, and as long as he can, you know, just pretend to be whatever survives. Got it. Let me ask you this, and you alluded to it in your outlandish theory, but. Let's just say that Dolores is not still under the control of some some program, some pre-written script. Yeah. My question was, how are we going to feel about... So she's been getting her Wyatt on pretty strong, right? She's been just bloodthirsty, killing people. I'm wondering how we're going to feel about her at the end of the season. But I meant that in in the frame that she has free will. Now, your whole thing means I'd feel bad for her. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but assuming that that you, let's say you're wrong in your outlandish theory, she's very, pro- pos- very she's, high probability. <laughs> very high probability. She's probably going to be like potentially dis- despised. She would be a hated character. I just, you know, there's something about her that is just not like Maeve is also like kind of a bad guy. She's killing people and doing things like that too. But sure. there's something just very likable about Maeve and I think you're right like despise like there's something very unlikable about Dolores if she has free will yeah like Dolores is just she's I don't know so if they both have free will Maeve has all of these qualities that you're like alright evil but badass I like it and Dolores has all of these qualities where you're just, you're just like alright megalomaniac I guess um, yeah 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 that's so fair I, I, you're right that she will be despised if she's under her own free will. Yeah. Now let's let's get into the other arc, which is kind of like William and Logan, and they're young, and they're just kind of finding out about Westworld's technology. First of all, good to see Logan back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's in the it's in the past, so of course we see him back. But um, what was interesting is the way that they did the scene in which every single person was a robot and he was completely right. fooled the entire time it was just a well done scene um, and of course he turned it into a gratuitous orgy because that's exactly what he did all right. in the first season um, but but I thought it was a very clever way to show how presumably Dr. Ford got to approach these guys as investors where he basically had supposedly business people call a business meeting and the guy's like I thought we were having a private party and they're like oh we are basically meaning you're the only human here dog and you have no idea right and let me prove it to you yeah that was I mean you could kind of see it developing yeah for sure but still a good scene and um I guess the, the one frustrating thing out of that scene for me though was um the robots hadn't changed for for 30 years right you know, um, like, I don't know. Like, he got these new investors, and all he did was just make thousands more of the exact same robot, not, like, up at any until the reveries, I guess, 30-something years later. Correct. It was kind of like a long a long haul in that first round of investment, right? Yeah. Um, what about the, uh, it seems like they also brought Dolores out a lot back in the day. It does. 
because you know she's at Williams like a birthday party or no the retirement party for Williams' father-in-law, and Williams there with his his wife and children. And Dolores like sees the wife and kids. I, I do I do like your theory that there's something that basically William has left an Easter egg for himself in Dolores. Yeah. No question. Yeah. But but it seems like they took her out of there a lot. The other thing we see is Logan, presumably more in the future now, not the future future, but like the future of that arc after after he went crazy. It sounds like he's just kind of like a heroin addict now. Who? Logan? Yeah. Yeah. Because they would have had to have actually fished him out of Westworld, right? Like, remember the scene in season one where like they just send him off naked on a horse? Right, and that was the last you saw. Of right, somebody, I think there's a scene where Dolores is looking at the lights and talking about how they're splendor, which is another one, a point for you, why it's not her free will. But yeah. th- then Logan's sitting there like doing some kind of drugs, and I feel like he, that might actually be after he was sent packing on that horse, and he's just kind of like the druggie in the family, and William's like taking over because the father is retiring. You know? But if it was after that initial trip into Westworld, yeah. why would um, William have been just so stunned to see them all stop at the party? No, 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 that was before. And that's my point. I think there's like maybe even a fourth. So you think there's a different, there's yeah. yet another arc. Right? I, think there's, I think there's two arcs that are closely tied together within, you know, whatever, years in the real world with William and Logan. And I think there's two happening in Westworld that are happening as well that are close with the robots and such. You know what I would love? And no one can prove that I'm wrong because this thing's crazy. No, no one can prove you're wrong. You know what I would have loved and why I couldn't write for a show like this is what if, like, write that climactic battle between the Confederados and the Delos? Yep, yep. Like, if there was just a brief, like, comedic break where... Just before the first shot is fired, like you hear, like whoa, whoa, and Logan rides through naked, like still on the horse. Nice. He's just been riding a horse naked through Westworld for like for six weeks, years, yet still going like whoa, whoa, <laughs> like he's not used to it yet. That'd be all right. <laughs> be, be, he's a fucking Bronco. <laughs> all right. L- little help here. <laughs> Put the bad down to quit smoking. Um, Actually, I have another question for you. So Dolores has her army of, of confederados, and they're fighting against the Delos security, right? Yeah. Why hasn't the park's like power just been shut down yet? I think because they're trying to get what's-his-face out. Who's uh, what, her father. Oh, okay. I think there's got to be something. I mean, yeah, because otherwise, right. Why like, just it? shut it down, cut your losses, and just like end it. I think there's got to be some reason that that's what they can't do that and get him out. Okay. And let's again, like next episode, we just like cut to two guys in a room and one of them just sees like a power button. Be like, anybody tried this? Right. Which would be, again, maybe be Logan run, run through naked in a horse. <laughs> right. That's our new, that's our new thing to, to, to break the tension in this show. Is just imagining Logan running through that, any scene on a horse naked confused. Yeah. Confused and still somehow still unsteady and, just without a yeah. doubt, without a doubt. So, so who who do you actually? One other thing. I don't know if you watched Breaking Bad. Did you? I have not watched Breaking Bad. Well, I happen to watch it, and I think the guy who plays Gust, Gustavo from Breaking Bad, is in the Bandito like Revolution guys. Remember when the okay. man? Remember when the man in black tried to recruit his own army, and there's all those banditos that Lawrence knew, and then they, 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 there was like a mass circular killing suicide. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that was Gus from Breaking Bad. I just want to give him props for uh, getting on this show. But um, yeah, that the, the the Bandito Revolution guys just weren't weren't were not into following the Man in Black whatsoever. No. Which opened up the whole Confederado thing. What do you think? Here's a question. When and where is, is, is Dolores going to get pissed at our boy uh, Teddy for, for letting that Confederado go? Um, yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, that's a good question. I, they're, they're clearly all going to meet up. Right? No, no question, yeah. No way that, that there's, this is a collision course bound to happen, and she knows going into it that you know she'll know going into it like she, I, I've got to think she's got to find out going into it that William has him and that's going to be an important piece somehow and that spells the end for for Teddy I yeah. think I think when she gets pissed at Teddy she offs Teddy yeah for the for real this time because Teddy dies better than anybody he does yeah speaking of all of like the biggest losers of any season and of any episode ever Teddy always comes up I'm much more confident in him somehow being a big loser than uh, Bernard. Totally fair. Can we just give one more shout out to the fact that one of the guys who plays the McPoyles on Always Sunny is like the lead character of this? <laughs> yeah. Good for that guy. I love it every time. And I literally forget, last season, which was like two years ago now, I actually knew his name in real life because I was really into researching these people. But good for that guy. Absolutely. And I totally what forget a, his like, first dramatic name. dramatic turn. Yeah, what a win. What a win. One of the McPoyle brothers. To, and, but you know what? Even with that dramatic win, I guarantee you, anybody like us who watches Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Westworld yeah. is just like McPoyle, knows him as McPoyle. But at least he's not the other McPoyle who didn't even get another role. Right. Not right. that the guy didn't get any roles. I don't know what he's doing, but the point is I don't know what he's doing. Um, yeah, and I think this guy's been in something else too that I saw. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in some movies. He, he's he's got an interesting look. You know, he's a very distinctive-looking yeah. guy. All right, let's let's look at who's winning, who's losing, and most mind-blowing stuff. Because I'd say this: one of the staples of season one for us was gratuitous use of nudity. All I'll say on that is, like all HBO shows, there's less of it in season two, and it's mostly dudes. Yeah, I, I feel like there was one or two like shots of. A bunch of naked robots waiting to be assembled or like put out to the park, and that's going to be it for gratuitous nudity nudity this year. Correct. Um, That's okay. That's okay. That's the sign of a good HBO show when it's doesn't need that anymore. Um, It gets you. It gets you with the gratuitous nudity, and then hooks you with the story afterwards. Correct. All right. So, so who who's winning overall right now? What do you think? Who's winning overall right now? Well, I mean, like, in the current standings, if this were, but let's look at this as, like, a, I'm watching the Red Sox-Yankees right now. Let's look at this as a Major League Baseball season. Sure. We're going to say it's May, because it's May here, too, three episodes in, maybe maybe later in May. Uh, right now, Dolores is winning, yep. but like I said to you, I don't have confidence in her being winner long term. Okay. And Man in Black is losing currently in his battle with her. Yep. But I see him winning later. So I feel like some of the ones who are on top right now yeah. are not going to be on top later. I think Maeve will be the most consistent, and even she's gotten herself on a pickle right now. Yeah, I'd like to see how Maeve's going to get out of that. I'm pretty sure they left us with a cliffhanger, right, last week with the samurai were coming oh, yeah, he at was her? Right up out, he was right up on her neck with that sword. 
My my theory is that she is going to coerce them into following her because I think she's got her powers turned up to like a zillion. Yeah, she does. I think she is um, right. She did that at, to herself right. last season. Right. Yeah, that's why I just think she's she's going to win, even if she's not winning right now. That's fair. Now, what what blew your mind the most so far? I think for me, it was it was definitely just going back and seeing um, how. McPoyle's brother-in-law Logan got exposed to this technology in the first place. Thought that was pretty just 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 a badass way to show us like the investing piece. Um, and and then honestly, I think I think the blowing away part is still to come. Obviously, so I think we're going to get blown away a lot a lot more in depth in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think they're setting us up for a few. I I mean, biggest blown away for me. Yeah, I don't know if there's one big moment that I would tell you has completely blown me away. My favorite scene so far that was just kind of mind-blowing, I guess, in a sense, just because it was showed this whole other interesting storyline, is that in that, that piece in British colony India. Like, this revelation of this world we hadn't seen before, and then, like, there was one brief encounter where that, where that guy went over to talk to her, and he gets interrupted by a robot right away who is like, um, the governor wants to see you. Yeah. And he was like, man, really don't want us to talk, huh? <laughs> Which is not something that happens in, I don't know that we've seen that in Westworld ho- hosts trying to keep guests away from each other. Correct. Which maybe is because so the hosts are, maybe because the hosts are now on their own, right? Like, yeah, but even in the beginning of season one, when it was, when we, like, anytime we saw them just as hosts, I don't think they were ever, um, no one ever talked about how, oh, you have to keep the guests away from each other. Yeah, Did that's, they? no, and that's not, 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 not as like a main theme of like what they try to do, no. Right, and so he was convinced right there pretty quickly that that's what they try to do, and that kind of stuck out to me, but, you know, it could have just been bluster, or him talking. It was, that was, that was my favorite scene, the best takeaway and especially with the music that that was going with it yeah for sure and then the, the one thing i want to the one thing that blew my mind musically besides that that cool sitar thing and i gotta find it was there was a point and i think it was episode three but i did watch two and three back to back because i missed i missed when two came out because i was away um <laughs> but i believe they played on the piano uh and not the sitar um that kanye west song and it's like here's a toast to the d-bags like run away as fast as you can yeah yeah it was in there and it was actually really well they snuck it in real well and the other thing that's really topical about it is that Kanye is also in a very meta way like very involved in the real world right now and for saying all kinds of crazy crap so it was interesting that his song about run away fast as you can was uh, playing I think during some scene where there was some fleeing going on so that blew my mind a little bit too. The musical selection on the show continues to outpace and outkick its perceived punk coverage, and I'm and I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's it, it's really great how they do it. Perfectly how it's fit in, um, and it just fits the world that they have too. It does. It doesn't feel like. Have you ever watched Peaky Blinders? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I like Peaky Blinders as much as the next guy, but sometimes the music they put in there just feels like. It does, like, well, it's anachronistic. It works for the show, and you watch the show a little bit, and it fits, but then just as, like, you're like, 
uh, this feels like you just wanted to put some more modern music in a show about a hundred years ago. Right. And the cool thing about it, Westworld is they do it in a way that's like kind of sneaky. It doesn't feel that way. Correct. It fits right naturally into that world. No question about it. You know what actually is a little uh, I'm down on too is the left side of Logan's beard is very patchy. Is it? Yeah. Now if but not but not the right side. Um, and and to quote Randy the dog Jackson, instead of a little pitchy dog, little patchy dog, little patchy. <laughs> I'll have to pay attention for that next time. I haven't noticed. Anybody who can grow a beard, no matter how patchy it is, has a better beard than I No, can. totally. But my whole point is, like, my man is very handsome. He's an actor. He chooses to wear the, wear the beard as a character. But it doesn't seem to be as full on one of the sides, and I just don't know why they wouldn't have him go, like, with, like, maybe more of a 5 o'clock shadow look. That's just me. Uh, actually, I kind of think the beard makes him look more like a D-bag. Which is what they're going for. Which is what they're going for. He's just... You're not supposed to like anything about him. And we don't. Especially right. his beard. Especially his beard. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, do you have anything else? Or you want to save this for another few weeks? Because we'll, we'll, I think the next yeah. time we come on, we're going to have a lot to talk about. I think I feel like the next time we're going to come on, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We might do two weeks instead of three weeks. We may have to, yeah. Um, and, and we could see maybe my theory is right, or next time we could come on and we could just laugh at how wrong I was. Yeah, but I think there's going to be... Um, you know, the first episode was all set up. Yeah. The second episode gave us a little bit of meat. And I think the third episode basically told us, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm back in after episode three. I'm glad we waited to episode three to do this because I would have been down on this after one or two. Yeah, I agree. I, I saw it and I missed the second week. I, I, I binge watched two and three last week and, you know, last Sunday on time. You know, I, I was on time to catch the third one live. And um, that that motivated me to be like, oh, I got to text my man Andrew, and uh, we got to get this thing rolling, man. Right. So absolutely. All right, cool, man. Stick around for a minute. We will catch up. It sounds like I might see you this weekend because I'm coming to Beantown. Want to give and a I'm special special shout out to uh, my brother Alex, also known as the F bomb master, the freestyle, and his lovely fiance Helen, who's also been on the show. Helen was on our show back in the first ever Song of the Summer back in 2015 episode. Yeah. But anyway. They're engaged that, was, in, that was a grand cast. That was a grand cast. I think Stephanie Viano, Adam Gasparro. Uh, holy cow, a lot of people on that one. Yeah. Anyway, the good news is we're probably due for our fourth annual song of the summer in the next like six weeks, and we've got Westworld at the same time. We got a lot going on with Andrew Patterson on Filibuster Freestyle. Filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us, as well as Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, and um that's probably about it, actually. <laughs> not on LinkedIn. Not on LinkedIn. Not on LinkedIn yet. Okay. Not on MySpace. Not on MySpace either, unfortunately. Um, yeah. All right, Andrew. We'll stick around catch up. Thanks for your help tonight, and we will uh, talk to everybody else soon. All right.